0: This is Cole Zerman, and I'm a sales agronomist for CHS Ag Services in Warren, Minnesota. We're pleased to bring you this update from the Red River Farm Network. CHS Ag Services, providing solutions for your success.
1: Thursday farm news on the Red River Farm Network. I'm Whitney Pittman, along with Tyler Donaldson and Randy Conan. Each year, the Red River Farm Network highlights the top stories of the year. Our countdown begins with the 10th ranked story for 2023. The expansion of the soybean crush fills that spot. Green Bison Soy Processing completed construction of its $350 million facility at Spiritwood, North Dakota. Truckloads of soybeans are moving through the plant, destined to serve the renewable diesel market. North Dakota soybean processors are expected to have its plant up and running at Castleton in time for the 2024 harvest. Construction for the Epitome Energy Crush plant at Grand Forks is expected to begin this spring and 2026 targeted for the beginning of its production. The smaller Ag Innovation Campus at Crookston is crushing beans now with a unique focus on research, testing and development of new products.
2: Animal protein markets faced extreme volatility in 2023. That is ranked as the Red River Farm Network's number nine story. Drought limited the expansion of the cow herd, and cattle prices were on an upward trajectory. Fed cattle and boxed beef reached all-time high prices before a bearish USDA report in October sent prices downward. U.S. swine and dairy industries were hemorrhaging at the end of the year, with producer prices well below cost of production.
3: Number eight on our list of the top 10 stories of the year is the U.S. Supreme Court ruling on Waters of the United States. The High Court struck down the EPA's previous Waters of the United States definition. The Biden administration released a new rule in August, but it faced immediate criticism. Farm Bureau President Zippy Duval said EPA had a golden opportunity to write a WOTUS rule that's fair to farmers, but instead chose to continue government overreach. The Red River Farm Network will continue its countdown of the top stories of 2023 in our broadcasts tomorrow. Rock
1: and roll agronomy crop consultant Jason Hansen says he wishes Mother Nature would have allowed for more fall fertilizer applications in his area.
0: From my standpoint, I wish we'd have had probably more fertilizer put on when we got that October snow. Um, At the time, I thought that was probably the right thing to do. I still think it is. Um, We're kind of an open winter right now. we got snow in the trees and the ditches and things like that. So it's going to be pretty critical. I think most people feel we'll have an early start next year, the way things are going. We don't dry out our seed beds. We plant to moisture, uh, that type of thing.
1: Farmers Hansen works with still have planting decisions to make for 2024, but expects barley acres to decrease
0: barley contracts, kind of tough to come by. Right now, more interest in canola. Uh, We'll see how that fares out uh, where dry beans are at. Sunflower market has really crashed. Don't have much interest in that. Corn price has affected things. Everything's kind of Up in the air, I see a lot of stuff about this dryness that's occurring in Brazil. Nobody's too excited about wheat, and wheat is still my biggest crop that I I consult on because you almost have to have that. Uh, I would expect those acres to probably go up in place if barley is not. Uh, We've produced so much barley the last couple years that they're sitting on it uh, quite a bit.
2: Pioneer field agronomist Christy Sundeen says many of the growers have made plans and locked in seed for the 2024 season.
4: Soybeans, um, those are definitely down, um, which really isn't a surprise. You know, you look at what we had uh, in 2022, best soybean crop that we've ever had, and then we go into 2023 and pretty low soybean crop for most guys. Uh, canola sales are pretty good. Um, actually, we see a lot of guys are. Outside of the traditional canola area, looking at canola. Sunflowers are kind of in a limbo. The guys that are going to grow are going to grow. Uh, corn cereals are really strong. Hopefully, the commodity prices hold on that. And uh, I would say for us right now, corn is pretty strong. Soybeans are fairly flat. Um, and canola is up a little, and sunflowers are down.
2: Sundeen said the biggest takeaway from 2023 is rain is king. She expects many producers to focus on conserving soil moisture during the next growing season.
4: Even if it was an additional quarter inch of rain on one piece of ground, it made a big difference. So conservation, I think, is a little bit part of it where there's quite a few guys that are starting to reduce the amount of tillage passes that they're doing. So I think that was probably the number one thing that guys are looking at is how we can we conserve the moisture that we do have in the soil. Um, And right now, sitting here with not a lot of snowfall, and I guess down in the southeast part of the state, they've gotten some rainfall uh, over the Christmas season here, but uh, quite a bit of the state still is sitting at a lack of moisture, so conservation is probably number one that's really stuck out this year.
3: And Don lead meteorologist Daryl Richeson says after the most recent storm, the southern Red River Valley is experiencing record amounts of moisture.
5: Almost three quarters of an inch more than any other December since 1880s. Um, in climate circles, there's this phrase that's used for like events that are just outside of anything else. The records are such high record beyond anything else. Say the 1936 heat wave, the 1936 cold wave, Stuff like that is just unprecedented. It's never happened before that or since that time. I think this December in many ways probably will be, you know, in the Southern Valley and much of Minnesota for the temperatures, and then the Southern Red River Valley for rain probably could be listed as black swan events.
3: Despite the high levels of moisture, the drier parts of the state aren't receiving much help.
5: Really, Fargo southward got tons and tons of moisture. Elsewhere, really, you know, wasn't all that, you know, crazy amounts of rain or snow. But, you know, certainly um, it will, because the ground's not really frozen, especially in the Southern Valley, a lot of it did penetrate into the soil. And so, so the areas that were dry, that will help the thing that the driest areas in the state. For the most part, didn't get much moisture, so there would be no net benefit.
1: Not much change in the weather forecast for South America. Rain is expected in northern Brazil beginning this weekend and continuing through January 11th. Up to four inches of rain is expected in portions of central Mato Grosso. Southern Brazil and Paraguay will be drier with rainfall totals up to two and a half inches. The driest areas of west central Argentina are expected to see a good mix of rain and sunshine with up to 1.6 inches of rain expected. Reporting agriculture's business, you're listening to the Red River Farm Network.
2: Thursday, Farm News on the Red River Farm Network. National Pork Producers Council President-elect Lori Stevermer says regulation like California's Proposition 12 and Massachusetts' Question 3 create major complications that add cost to producing pork
6: bacon that goes one area, hams that go to another. It's not like a chicken that lays an egg and the the whole egg goes to one state. So a worst case scenario of a number of states with slightly different rules does make it more complicated and, and ultimately adds cost to our production. You know, and unfortunately, when the cost of pork goes up and and goes up also in the retail market, that doesn't always go back to the farm. So if it costs a few bucks more in the retail market, that money doesn't always make it back to the farm. So that's a concern, too. It's just the cost of implementing these regulations and then that additional uh, margin not making it back to the farm.
2: Pork producers had a tough 2023, and Stevemer expects that to continue. However, there is some positive things to take from 2023.
6: Continuing to work on reducing the regulations and and not adding costs to our farms is important. Exports have been a bright spot for us. We've had strong exports this year, and that certainly helps and is a key part of our industry also. You know, I would just add that, you know, especially this time of year, we hear a lot about food affordability and, and food availability and it just want to remind people that you know pork producers produce a safe wholesome nutritious protein that's wanted by a lot of people so there's people out there that want protein and and there's farmers like ourselves that are raising it and and we really just all need to find a way to work together
3: bauer trading market analyst ben cash says traders are squaring books
7: just seems like a book squaring trade there's not a lot of direction here in the past couple days, um, a lot of choppiness in the market. So it looks like some position readjustments going into the end of the year, rebalancing. Um, weather, for the most part, looks a little negative now, You know, northern Brazil has been pretty dry here recently. It looks like good rains are forecasted for much of Brazil coming up here next week. Now, that 11 to 15 day may dry, dry back down, but those rains will be definitely uh, beneficial for a lot of that crop across Brazil. Uh, then on the wheat side of things, getting a little strength here. Uh, there's some concerns in that Black Sea region. Uh, a vessel did hit some mines there, and it um, it was on its way to load grain out of Ukraine. So that, that is why we're seeing some premium put back in the wheat market here today.
1: Corn Belt marketing market analyst Sam Hudson says trade volume continues to be light as traders position for the new year.
8: Keep in mind, we got first notice date for the January soybeans tomorrow, so it's going to be the end of the month, end of the year, end of that contract as we go into delivery there uh, before last trade date here in a couple of weeks. And so, it's been interesting to see that spread strengthen um, into the end of the month here, and it almost makes you wonder if that's a precursor of maybe a little strength in the bean market here after the first of the year. Uh, at least we can hope so. Anyway, so uh, we know exports have been pretty steady there. The USDA on their final report shouldn't be able to really go backwards on demand by any means. Um, And so that'll put a little bit of sensitivity on the yield, but then we'll go right back to trading that South American weather again.
1: Livestock markets continue to consolidate.
8: I like the consolidation. You know, we can see if uh, see if we can build some support in these markets. The cattle and feed reports, um, I, I don't think provided nearly as much shock value as what we had been seeing here in the last two or three months. And so the fact that the market's digested a lot of that, um, I, I like what I'm seeing in some of the spread activity. You know, I'm hoping that uh, you know cash still trading 170 to 175. And, and keep in mind we haven't really had any winter scares along the way here too. It's been great for for the cattlemen here along the way, um, and, and I think that boasts the you know the chance for some cautious optimism here. I, I don't know if we've got it really. Turn and run. I think there's still going to be a lot of economic concerns, but uh, hopefully we can get a good start to 2024 and provide some hedging opportunities before we really get into the thick of things.
2: South Dakota Governor Kristi Noem and the Governor's Office of Economic Development is investing $1 million to promote exports. The money will expand the services available through a private-public partnership known as South Dakota Trade.
3: According to Mexico's agricultural consultancy, Mexico imported a record amount of grain and oil seeds during the first 11 months of the year. Imports total 37.5 million tons, which is up 9% from one year ago. Corn imports are a record high, up 17%. Imports of dried distillers grain into Mexico went up 2%. Wheat imports rose 7%, and barley sales are up nearly 14%. Canola imports increased 32%, and the dry bean business is up by 263%. Go to the Red River Farm Network's website, rrfn.com, to sign up for the weekly FarmNet newsletter. You can also download this broadcast and follow us on Facebook and Twitter. It's all at rrfn.com.
1: Welcome to Inside Agriculture on the Red River Farm Network. NDSU Livestock Development Specialist John Biermacher says much of the soybean meal produced in North Dakota will need to be exported for use.
9: We don't have all the answers yet, so right now I think we're going to have to export quite a bit of this meal because even if we have a good size expansion in swine, dairy, poultry, those operations, like, if, like, for example, if we saw the same kind of expansion in swine that we have in, say, South Dakota over the last two decades, that level of production would only take a small portion of the total amount of meal that we're going to be producing. So there's going to be an excess supply in North Dakota that's going to have to find a home somewhere. Right now, it looks like it's going to have to be outside the state.
1: Beer has had questions about using meal as fertilizer. There may be some use for meal in specialty markets, but commercial use is not economical at this point.
9: Certainly for the non-organic specialty crops, there's markets, you know, people put it on their lawns, golf courses, residential commercial properties and things like that. But it might be worth those companies that sort of do that, they may want to do an analysis and see if soybean meal would fit in. More of those kind of specialty markets, they would use a smaller percent nitrogen uh, level, like soybean meal 7%. They would use things that are 10%, smaller kind of levels. And they also like soybean meal's a. it makes itself available in a slower manner.
1: Taking a look at markets before we leave you. Minneapolis, March wheat, three higher at 724 and three quarters. May, four and a quarter higher at 735 and three quarters. Chicago wheat, eight higher at 631. Kansas City, seven and three quarters higher at 642 and three quarters. March corn futures, a penny and three quarters lower at 474 and three quarters. July, down two cents at 496. Soybeans January contracts 11 and a quarter lower at 13.05 and a half, March down 8 and 3 quarters at 13.11 and 3 quarters. Live cattle down 12 cents feeders, January down a dollar 62. This is the Red River Farm Network.